Welcome to the European Vascular Podcasts. Our guest speaker today is Carlota Fernández Prendes. This is a European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery editorial. Current management of aortic endograft infection. Prepare your team for this new challenge by Xavier Berard and Vincenzo Brizzi. While the reported aortic endograft infection rate is lower than 1%, the number of more challenging infected patients will increase due to the widespread use of aortic endografts. The lessons learned from the management of aortic vascular graft infections are not fully transposable to aortic endograft infections. The diagnostic criteria proposed by the management of aortic graft infection collaboration are useful if an aortic endograft infection is suspected. Indeed, computed tomography angiography remains the first-line radiological examination in the search for perigraft fluid collections, soft tissue edema, or gas bubbles. However, images may be difficult to interpret following repeated endoleak rescue procedures involving mechanical and or liquid devices. Unfortunately, the risk of infection is higher in the subgroup of patients due to reinterventions. Approximately a third of patients presenting endograft aortic infection underwent one or more adjunctive procedures following the index one. Nuclear imaging by positron emission tomography, computed tomography, and or single photon emission computed tomography represent the second-line examination for confirming the suspicion of infection or for deciphering the infected components in the event of complex endovascular repair. Owing to the complexity of the pathology, not all patients are treated the same way. Whenever possible, complete removal of the infected endograft is the best option. Although partial retrieval may be contemplated in frail patients presenting well-delineated infection, conservative treatment consisting of lifelong antibiotics with or without drainage is sometimes the only reasonable option, especially for patients with a complex aortic endograft and poor life expectancy. A multidisciplinary team comprising nuclear medicine physicians, infectious disease physicians, microbiologists, anesthetists, and vascular surgeons is needed in order to identify the best solution for each patient according to their past medical history and their clinical status. For each individual case, this team should also cover the following aspects. The potential need for preoperative percutaneous drainage to decrease and identify the microorganism load pre-operative, untargeted or targeted antibiotic therapy, the surgical approach, the revascularization technique, the material used and the follow-up. To extract an endograph, a midline laparotomy is sufficient in most cases, especially if an aortoenteric fistula requires complementary bowel repair. While suprarenal aortic cross-clamping allows extraction of an endograft without suprarenal fixation, temporary celiac control through the lesser momentum between the diaphragmatic crust is mandatory when dealing with an endograft with suprarenal fixation. Once the extraction is complete, the aortic clamp is moved downwards to the supra- or infrarenal level, depending on the quality of the aortic wall. Alternatively, temporary celiac endoclamping with an aortic balloon inserted under fluoroscopic guidance via the transfemoral route is safe and feasible. Regardless of the clamping technique used, and as a result of blind extraction, both the aortic wall and the ostia of the visceral arteries may be damaged, leaving few options to perform an efficient repair. 
For these reasons, a retroperitoneal approach is preferable to extract an aortic endograph with a long uncovered proximal stent and or if the distance between the renal arteries and the superior mesenteric artery is short. Complex aortic endografts, chimney, branched or fenestrated aortic endograft, require a thoracoabdominal approach. As in the event of type 4 thoracoabdominal aortic aneurysms, this provides supraceliac control and easy management of the visceral arteries, except the right renal artery. When an additional extensive right renal artery repair is planned, a bilateral subcostal incision combined with medial rotation of all the intraabdominal viscera to the patient's right, the Matrox maneuver, may also be used. In the event of suprarenal fixation, Removal of the proximal uncovered stent equipped with hooks or barbs may be challenging. Various options are available for preserving the arterial wall. Disconnection of the hooks one by one after having separated the stent from the fabric in order to decrease the pressure on the aortic wall. Or simultaneous recapture of all the hooks with the help of a rumal tourniquet or the barrel of a 20 milliliter syringe. If complete removal of the suprarenal component of the endograft is impossible, the fabric may be excised from the struts, leaving the hooks in place. The collection of multiple intraoperative samples including the endograft and surrounding tissues is mandatory, together with infective tissue debridement. In-situ repair outperforms extra-anatomic revascularization in terms of early mortality, conduit failure, amputation and reinfection rate. Nevertheless, the American Heart Association guidelines state that excision and extraanatomic bypass may be considered in patients with infection due to multidrug-resistant microorganisms or in those with extensive intraabdominal abscesses or perigraft purulence. However, the 10-20% stump blowout rate reported mainly in VGI series may increase dramatically when ligating an aortic neck damaged by aortic endograft extraction. Stump strengthening using biological materials such as bovine pericardium or fascia lata is possible, although this delicate procedure may impair renal arterial flow. Owing to the risk of delayed degeneration, neo-aortoiliac system, NICE, in-situ reconstruction using autologous femoral vein seems preferable to cryopreserved arterial allografts. In the event of a large neck or a damaged aortic wall due to removal of the uncovered stent, the operator may have to perform the proximal anastomosis at a higher level. In this setting, a nice prepared on the back table may prove unsuitable owing to a discrepancy in diameter or length. In such cases, a tubularized bovine pericardium sheath alone or combined with autologous veins or homologous arteries allows the biological graft to be tailored promptly. These extensive total biological reconstructions are particularly useful when difficulties in recovering the in-situ repair have been anticipated preoperatively, for example, in thin or multi-operated patients without available omentum. Even if biological substitutes such as cryopreserved arterial allografts or venous autografts give better results in terms of reinfection and graft-related complications, Physicians currently use prosthetic conduits in more than 50% of endograft infections. Dedicated antimicrobial synthetic grafts, antibiotic bonded or silver coated grafts, represent the off the shelf solution. Their immediate availability and shorter operating time are their main advantages, especially in situations such as emergency repair of hemodynamically unstable patients or complex aortic endografts needing revascularization of the visceral arteries. 
Sokin in rifampicin has recently been contested in in vitro experiments due to the emergence of rifampicin-resistant mutants altering the efficacy of this useful drug for the post-operative course. Moreover, in the 30% subgroup of patients presenting with a secondary orotoenteric fistula, fungal contamination is often documented. While rifampicin was ineffective against fungi, silver and triclosan have demonstrated an antimicrobial efficacy. These findings need to be confirmed by clinical studies. The same multidisciplinary team that managed the patient preoperatively should be in charge of surveillance, including scheduled physical examinations, blood tests, and nuclear imaging to detect early degeneration of cryopreserved arterial allografts and the recurrence of infection, especially when a partial extraction has been performed or a synthetic graft has been implanted. Targeted antimicrobial drugs must be prescribed as soon as possible and given for at least six weeks and sometimes even longer. In conclusion, since the aortic endograft was sometimes performed several years before in a younger and healthier patient, a multidisciplinary team management offering a tailored strategy is mandatory for treating an endograft infection. The full reference to this editorial is the European Journal of Vascular and Endovascular Surgery, 2019, issue 58, pages 624 through 625.